Buenas and half a day to our listeners on Guam and in the CNMI. It's now time for Total Health right here on Joy FM Radio, where your questions get answered by health professionals. If you have any health-related questions, we would love to hear from you. Call your questions and comments in at 472-1111 or text or WhatsApp 686-9999. If you're in the CNMI, please call 323-1113. Welcome, everybody, to Total Health. Hi, and welcome to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina Aladak, and today we have Elena Tanava, nurse practitioner, and Shion Shironishi, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. And our topic for today is anxiety. Shion, we are so happy, not only that you're on our radio show today, but also that you came to Guam. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited to be here. One more time, we are having a, a new mental health provider in Guam. That is so exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad to be here and to be able to serve the people in Guam. And I know that mental health is a really um, high need. And so I'm just glad to be here to be able to help the people. We have been waiting for mental health providers and you're kind of an answer to a prayer, to not one prayer, to many prayers. And we are very excited. We know you will be starting soon at the SDA clinic, but we decided, wow, while you're still here, um, you haven't started this yet. Maybe we can a little bit deepen our knowledge more about mental health. Yeah, yeah, sure. And I heard some topics of yours. You were talking about anxiety. I said, I wonder if we can talk about anxiety. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the top problems that everyone experiences in life is anxiety. Right. And what we're seeing now, it is uh, quite prevalent. Uh, Young people, children, they know what anxiety is. I didn't know what anxiety until I became 20 years of age, maybe because it wasn't so, you know, not because it wasn't so prevalent, but there was not much awareness about that. Right. And young children, um, when they, you know, nowadays living in this technological world, they live in their own world. Mm-hmm. They become very comfortable with what they like, what they yep. watch, and they have their virtual life. Yeah. And when they start interacting with others, they all of a sudden see some lack of like connection, communication. Yep. And all of a sudden, they, they start feeling inadequate and thinking that there is something wrong with them, and then they withdraw. And so I have seen so many anxious thoughts, anxious kids that they even admit that they're anxious that I haven't seen as much in the past. Mm -hmm. I'll certainly uh, ask you to elaborate more on that. uh, But before that, I would like to kind of define what anxiety is. Sure. And, um, you know, coming back from the etymology of the word anxiety coming from Latin, anxietas, Mm -hmm. uh, means like troublesome, distress, painful sadness somebody would say even anguish mm-hmm. uh, of course it describes the way we feel and sometimes it's just even difficult for us to describe it and we just call it anxiety but i heard uh, a better definition and i heard it from you okay and so i said wow that's a much better way of looking at anxiety okay <laughs> i'm curious what it was <laughs> no you did say that anxiety actually has a different root and actually means Courage. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, 
about vulnerability. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, maybe we could talk about that later. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because it does require courage when you're like anxious to face it right. and to do something about it. Yep, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Anxiety is one of those things that we just don't know where it comes from, and we don't know how to handle it. And a lot of times in mental health, you know, we face people that say they have anxiety, but sometimes it's a normal anxiety. It's we all have this worry, normal response that the body gives us when we're facing something stressful. And so, to really define it, really to know, really really need to know, like, how do you know if you have a medical condition called general anxiety disorder? And so, usually, that's when you're. Really feeling this high stress, high anxiety that's persistent, that's really intense, and you're really kind of feeling some kind of fear, really strong fear, and really it disrupts your daily function, rather at school, rather at work, and really disrupts your relationship. And so that's one way to know if you're struggling with、um, a anxiety disorder. Right, right. You said that correctly, and I want you to repeat it actually again. You said everybody, like all of us, experience anxiety, or just <laughs> certain people experience anxiety, or some that are like more prone to anxiety. Yeah, well, if you're a human being, <laughs> you should be experiencing some sort of anxiety, and we all have stress, and that causes anxiety. And what the body's trying to do is, it's trying to let you know, hey. Something's gonna happen. Something's coming up. You know, like for example, if you're about to go on stage and talk, or even for me, about to talk on the radio, you know, you feel some sort of anxiety,、uh, worry. You know, what's gonna happen? And that's normal. It's just the body's just telling you, hey, let's prepare. Let's prepare for what's to happen. But I think the issue is we're not trained to ha- know how to deal with that anxiety. And it, it goes too far to a point where you worry too much, and so, and if that happens constantly, then that may be a problem.、Um, speaking from mental health problems, yeah. Right, right. So anxiety is something that is there. We cannot remove it. Many times we think we can suppress it, we can ignore it,、yeah. we can pretend it's not there.、Right. But anxiety is there, and all of us are facing it. Especially when we go out of our comfort zone.、Yep. So every time, at least for me, every time when I face a new situation I've never faced before, I don't have the right answers. My、yeah. body hasn't been prepared. It's something that I didn't even expect. I have no clue how to react.、Right. I call it anxiety, and I always consider myself not being anxious. I do get anxious. My、yep. palms start sweating. Yep. Yep.、Uh, you know, have this cold sweat on、yep. the forehead.、Uh, my voice starts vibrating, and people. Can actually sense it,、uh-huh. and I do not like being in that situation <laughs> because in that、yeah. moment you feel that you're losing control. Right. Yeah, and that's what we call the fight or flight response.、Um, that's yeah, you exactly said it. You know, your heart rate goes up, you start sweating. You know, I used to get anxiety actually myself, and I struggle with something called social anxiety, and so I definitely have that. Fight or flight response, and when that comes, it is normal, but we just don't know how to handle it sometimes, and then it just gets exacerbated, and then it gets to a point where 
it might even end up being a panic. You might get a panic attack, which I actually have had myself a panic attack. Um, and so I really, as a provider, really try to help people. Hey, this um, what you're feeling is normal, but we need to know how to deal with it. Yeah. Right. We cannot avoid it. We have right. to go through it. Yeah. And what you mentioned is just it's very difficult to deal with anxiety. And we sometimes try to treat it treat anxiety how can you treat an emotion it's mm-hmm. not a medical problem yeah well you know it's interesting it's interconnected for sure but yeah emotional um, problem is something really hard to deal with and I think what happens is when we have anxiety what we try to do so we call it the anxiety cycle and so that anxiety cycle is when you get the, you get anxious then um, it stimulates you know all these like worry sweating whatever we just talked about you know fast heart rate and then what we do in this cycle is we try to avoid it. And yes, uh, avoiding that situation or whatever it is, it could be even a person that causes anxiety or um, yeah, situation. And you might, be, you might say, oh, okay, I'm just going to avoid it. That avoiding could um, help maybe. It gives you that short um, relief. But then in the long run, it doesn't really help. And it comes back again. And then it actually, the stress and anxiety gets even worse. And then that cycle continues. You try to avoid it. Yeah, it kind of gives you relief. But then it gets worse again. And that, when that cycle continues, it gets worse and worse. And so the part that I think the reason why people want to avoid it is because they don't want to deal with their emotions. No one wants to feel vulnerable. They don't want to admit, like, I'm scared. Or, you know, especially being a man, that's one of the issues, I believe, in men, is they don't want to talk about they're scared of something or, you know, and so talk about their feelings. And so I think that's why a lot of times, many times, not all the times, but many times, I think they avoid the anxiety and the cycle just continues. And you're right. Even in many cultures, we just don't talk about it. Yes. Uh-huh. You know, we just somehow think that we just have to deal with it. Yeah. We don't like it, but we have to face it. We have to deal with it. And we don't even have time to elaborate about our feelings. You said we don't like being vulnerable. We don't like being embarrassed. Yep. We don't like being uh, put to shame. We don't yeah. like everybody <laughs> to see our underwear, right? Yes. <laughs> because it is <laughs> just painful. Yep. And especially when it comes about your most sacred things, like yeah. who you are, your own feelings. Yes. Yeah, but yes. Uh, I believe we can come out of the session with some tips you can give us down For the sure. road uh, to help us somehow to look at the anxiety, not as this monster that's out mm-hmm. there to eat us out, yeah. you know, at once, but something that we actually can use for our benefit. Yeah. And definitely for one thing, it's like we need to learn how to be courageous. And one thing that, you know, you mentioned at the beginning, um, and as men, we're taught to be strong, right? And when I heard the word courage, I felt like it meant like going to war and being courage and being brave. But courage comes from a word, a Latin word. And one of the part of the word is cur. And cur is heart. And that original um, word meaning is to show really what's in your heart and to be vulnerable. And so I think we all need to be courageous, but not the whole, like, I got to be strong kind of thing, but really be willing to show what's in your heart, what's going on, who are you? And that's when we could start um, the healing process. That's correct. Um, I mean, who is ready to do that? But on the other hand, Sean, imagine if the whole world 
was ready to be vulnerable. Yes. <laughs> if like I would be vulnerable and I'll, be, I'll tell others what I struggle and they will tell me what they struggle with. Wow, so much of our anxiety and turmoil will just dissipate. Yep, for sure. And we'll talk more about that after the break. And that's the music signaling our first break of the day. Don't go anywhere. Um, Total Health Live will be right back after the break. If you're on Guam and you want to call in a question, call us at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. If you're in the CNMI, Saipan, Tinian, or Rhoda, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, via Signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. And if you're tuned in on Facebook, just leave a question in the comment section below or send it to us via Messenger and we'll get back to you. Don't go anywhere. Total Health Live will be right back after the break. Seventh-day Adventist Guam Eye Clinic has an optician in an optical laboratory to make high-quality glasses. They have high-end fashionable frames as well as affordable choices to meet your needs. They accept Select Care, Stay Well, Net Care, and TriCare insurances. Stop by the clinic today on 388 Epau Road in Tamuning and make your selection or call 646-8881. At the Seventh-day Adventist Guam Clinic, your health is their mission. What's the strongest foundation? Concrete? Bedrock? What if I told you that the strongest foundation is something that you can't even see? The strongest foundation of them all is God's grace. God says that His grace is always sufficient. Always. You may have messed up today. Maybe the diet is shot. Maybe you lost your cool or said something you didn't mean. Or maybe the doctor's report said the condition has come back. It may be something that you can't even control. If any of that or a million other things describes your situation, then commit it to His grace. His grace is always sufficient. That's why it's often referred to as a foundation that you can stand on. It's something that won't crumble even though you may at times feel like collapsing under the weight of life. God's grace never ends. It always renews. And it always lets you start over. Joy FM, family-friendly radio. Are you looking for a different educational experience for your child? Guam Adventist Academy, located in Windward Hills, offers an accredited, complete educational experience from preschool through 12th grade, enriching the lives of Guam's children mentally, physically, and spiritually. Guam Adventist Academy. For information, please call 789-1515. 789-1515. Thanks for listening to Total Health on Joy FM. We want to hear from you. Call in with your health-related questions at 472-1111 in Guam or in the CNMI. The number to call is 323-1113. Text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, back to the show. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina. 
And in the studio today, we have Elena Tanova, nurse practitioner, and Shion Shironishi, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. And we're talking about anxiety. Yeah, so we were talking how difficult it is to handle anxiety. And I can put my sh- sh- myself into the shoes of a person that experiences on a constant basis anxiety. So you said it's normal to experience that, but for 3% of the world population, that anxiety does not stop. Mm. You know, you have a, like a stressful situation, you go through it, and then somehow it dissipates. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's it's scary in the beginning, but then after it's over, you're like, oh, that didn't kill me. It wasn't yeah. that scary and somehow dissipates. But for some percentage of the people in the world, that stays constantly. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know when exactly we need to uh, address it and to whom we can address it. When we go to the doctor, how much time the doctor has mm-hmm. to deal with the anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We have like 15 minutes to diagnose everything else. (laughs) And so usually those emotional things, we kind of uh, dismiss them or we just refer them to somebody to talk about that. Mm. Um, And we're not even trained. As you said, we're not trained. Mm. Uh, If we are to be trained, then we have to spend five, six more years Mm. to deal with that. Mm. And I'm so glad that you're a mental health um, nurse practitioner. You are going to see so many Mm -hmm. patients with anxiety. But what would you tell us when we should go and... And seek help and is it really something that can be treated mm-hmm. yeah so I know I said earlier that anxiety is a normal thing but there is to a point where it does become a mental health problem and so how you know is um, basically you may have three or more following symptoms such as you're feeling really tired feeling muscle tension difficulty concentrating um, sleep disturbance um, aggression, uh, irritability, Um, if you have three or more of those symptoms for at least six months and like most of the days of the week for at least six months, then that's a sign and symptoms that, hey, you might need to be checked out by a mental health provider. Um, The other things to consider is, are these signs and symptoms um, disrupting your daily function at work? You're, uh, at school or with your relationships. And the other question to also ask is, is there any other cause? Um, sometimes medical health conditions such as heart disease, thyroid problems could cause some anxiety symptoms. And also if you're using substance, you know, that could be the cause of anxiety. And so if you could um, say that, oh, I don't have any of those medical conditions or I don't take any substance, then you could say, I probably might have anxiety disorder and I I need to get checked out. Right. So you can see your primary care provider. We can run some scales, uh, some tests. And if we see something alarming there that we we see that it really interferes with your lifestyle, we can refer you to someone that can help you more in depth. But you would agree with me that anxiety disorder, it's not a deficiency of an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not like, oh, I have a deficiency of antidepressant. Then I need to see the doctor because this is what I need right now. Mm -hmm. It's more complex than that. I wish there is a medication that can help that situation um, once and forever. Mm -hmm. But we know medications do help. Yeah. But it's they are not all the, you know, everything that we need. Right. Yeah. So there are medications that does manage anxieties. um, But it's not the answer. It's it will be a band aid, you know. And I, I know that providers do prescribe 
you know, benzos to, you know, at those panic disorder moments or panicking moments and to take that medication to ease it. But there's always a root problem. And going back to the idea of something that's inside, you know, in your heart, um, these feelings that hurt or whatever it is from the past hurts that maybe that you haven't dealt with your feelings that you need to really deal with. And that might be the cause of anxiety and that needs to be resolved. Um, but we don't really sometimes deal with it. We just go straight to the medication. That's it kind of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, many medications can just help you like somehow uh, take the, you know, the anxiety to the point that, okay, maybe it's a little bit more manageable now. Yeah. And uh, in some acute cases, yep, that's something that certainly we can help patients with. But uh, our overall goal is the patient not to be anxiety free because yeah. we can't prevent all the, <laughs> right. you know, anxious moments in life, but right. to be able to somehow cope with the situation on a daily basis. Yeah. Having said that and bringing back ourselves to the vulnerability, it can happen to anybody. Mm-hmm. It can happen even to highly skilled people that mm-hmm. have really been outside of their comfort zone. The moment that you feel that you're losing control of your life, that you really cannot manage many of your things, maybe you have not dealt with them, as you said, it can happen to anyone and nobody is exempt from that. Maybe I'm not anxious today, but tomorrow I might get into a very painful situation, a very major, you know, serious um, Yeah problem can happen to me that I wouldn't know how to react. And anybody at some point might be, you know, at this point that they absolutely do not know what to do Mm -hmm. and how to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of the things that first thing is you really need to talk to someone. And the thing is, opening up is something that really helps. Um, And it's the hardest thing. But couldn't go everywhere. Mm. And he decided to designate in different villages a bench that a grandma will sit there and anybody that just want to go and talk to the grandma, uh. <laughs> they can go and talk about it. And so many young people would go to th- those, wow. you know, old wise women mm. and just will open up mm. and will talk to, to them. The rate of suicide decreased like by wow. almost 90%. That's awesome. Just by being able to talk to somebody. Yeah. Why? And you know, it's not only somebody, it is also somebody that understands you. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. When you find out someone that could relate to you, it's so helpful. You know, I remember myself, um, one of the reasons why I struggle with anxiety in my life is because my parents actually went through separation and then they actually got divorced. Mm. And I didn't know that that was affecting me. But later on in life, I did realize that that had a huge impact in my life with anxiety and depression. And I just didn't know how to deal with it sometime. And But when I started to open up and talk to people about it and my situation, even my struggles with anxiety and depression, I met some people that actually also had parents that went through a divorce, separation, maybe even kind of worse situation in my case. And that really helped me a lot where, wow, this person really understands me. They're encouraging me. They're telling me, hey, there's a way out of this, you know, you're going to be okay. And, you know, they're Christian people too. So they prayed with me and that really helped me a lot just to know that I'm not alone. Yeah. Right. Um, I have felt many times that I'm alone. Yeah. And the moment I see somebody and that somebody says me too. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's what yeah, it takes. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. Oh wow. You too. You went through that. Oh yeah. Oh, I experienced that. Oh, I experienced that five times, right. 10 times. I'm like, 
Oh, well. And even C.S. Lewis, he says, you form a friend the moment that that person says, you too, mm. really? Yeah. It is very important. Why and what really helps anxiety? Um, most scholars agree it's the connection. Right. The connection you have with somebody. Mm -hmm. Somebody that understands you and can put themselves into your shoes. That yeah. you are not alone and you're completely understood. Yeah. And this is definitely one of the most important things um, in anxiety and depression even. I know we're just talking about anxiety, but anxiety and depression does go together. Um, some people get depression because they're so anxious and because they think like they're making mistakes or they're worried that they're not a good person or they're not successful, then they get depressed and sad. And the other way too, where they're depressed and sad, and then they're kind of start worrying about life, you know, where am I going with my life, and then start getting anxiety. So it, it kind of coincides together. Um, but whenever those two things are occurring, what people uh, tend to do is they try to avoid other people. They try to shut themselves out. They go to their room. And I totally understand how that feels. I've been there before. And I know that's what you want to do. And you think that's comforting, but it's not. You're actually causing more, more um, disconnection with people when connection actually is where you can find true healing. And, right. Yeah. We were talking before uh, with Rostrina, we had a topic about shame, mm -hmm. and we realized that the antidote of shame is actually courage. Mm -hmm. And so can we say, uh, Shion, that the antidote of anxiety is actually connection, connectedness? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, for sure. You know, for my life, my connection, one of the things was with, my, with God, you know, with just connecting with God and being honest with Him, how I feel, that really helped me. You know, sometimes we feel like I don't have anyone to talk to, but I could definitely say God is someone that we could talk to and be honest and be open. And when I first started to do that, I really felt like my anxiety was going down. Yeah. Right. And it is very important uh, that we understand that there is someone that can understand us. Mm -hmm. If Many times we fight God. Mm -hmm. Why this is happening to me? Why this is only happening only to me? Right. Why, God, you allow this to happen to me? Yeah. And, and it is very difficult. We, we have a very narrow focus in that moment when we are struggling to see the bigger picture. Right. And as you said, you know, you have to face it. But Sean, what happens if I face it once and it doesn't work? Mm -hmm. And I face it twice and it doesn't work. Yeah. And I face it three times and at the end I'm like, oh, I'm giving up. Right. I'm, I'm simply not able to defeat that. Mm. I will never, you know, outgrow. I'll never be good enough. I will never be able to manage that. This is more s stronger than me. And then we decide to give up. Like, what would you advise? You know, many people, in order to get to anxiety, they really had to face so many things so many times. Yeah, right, right. right. Yeah, so I, I definitely give an advice on that. And definitely it's something called cognitive distortion that we all struggle with. And that's something that we really need to learn to overcome. Yeah. Right. That's the music. So we're going to go ahead and go to a break. But don't go anywhere because right after that break, we'll continue um, with Xi'an's answer. If you have a question, go ahead and call it in at 671-472-1111. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, or Signal 
at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. Um, and if you're tuned in via Facebook, go ahead and leave your question or comment in the comment section below and we'll get back to you. Or you can send it to us via Messenger. Again, don't go anywhere. Total Health Live. We'll be right back after the break. Stay afloat, but don't miss the boat. Stay busy, but know when to call it a day. Stay on target, but dodge a bullet. Stay moving, but don't jump to conclusions. Stay hungry, but don't put all your eggs in one basket. Stay tuned, but don't think your financial help is unwelcome. We all have things we want and need to do, so let's keep encouraging each other to stay the course. Joy FM at joyfmradio.net. Saipan Seventh-day Adventist Clinic offers outstanding dental care. Our full range of dental services include dental hygiene, general dentistry, and services provided by specialists such as root canals, implants, and wisdom tooth extractions. Since 1972, they've served the community of Saipan, and they're here to serve you today. Call them at 670-234-6323 or visit them on Quartermaster Road in Chalan, Laulau. Welcome back. You're listening to Total Health on Joy FM. Call in with your health-related questions to 472-1111 in Guam. If you live in the CNMI, we want to hear from you too. Call 323-1113 or text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. And now, here's more Total Health. Hi and welcome back to Total Health. My name is Rose Trina and I'm in the studio today with Alana Tanava, nurse practitioner, and Shion Shironishi, psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. Uh, we're talking about anxiety today for those of you who are just tuning in. Shion, uh, I have so many questions about anxiety, and I was asking you, what do you do when you do it once, twice, three mm-hmm. times? You have to face it, and then you feel completely defeated. But I really would like to point your attention to the young children nowadays that are growing up, and they have to face this like world um, inadequacy when they start socializing, being so you know connected with their mm-hmm. phones more mm-hmm. than connected with people. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned in the beginning that you had social anxiety as a yeah. child, and I think you have some good advices to give to our young listeners. Sure, yeah. So social anxiety, you know, I actually I can honestly say that sometimes I still struggle with it. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit more when I was younger. And it's something that you feel, it's like an intense fear of being judged by people or like you thinking that, oh, this, this person got to like me or not. And you're really scared of being in front of people or, you know, making fool of yourself. And it's something that really I struggle with because, you know, I couldn't go and meet new people. You know, I would start getting anxious, my heart be racing, and I will start sweating, and I can't even talk. And it was that bad. Even one time, I was standing in front of the stage, and I felt like fainting, just stressing, thinking, oh, like, what are the people going to think of me, you know? And so... um, 
you know, before I was talking about cognitive distortion before we went on break, and a lot of times we struggle with anxiety, and especially like social anxiety, because of cognitive distortion. And I, there's so many cognitive distortions, but I'll probably give you two examples. One is mind reading. We tend to mind read. We say, oh, this person probably doesn't like how I dress or how I look or... Um, yeah, whatever. Like, I, I just have a false idea. I don't even have an evidence that that person is thinking me of that way. But I just think, oh, this person probably thinks that I don't look good. And, you know, so that's one thing, mind reading. And then the other cognitive distortion is fortune telling. You just already guessing that something bad is going to happen and that it's you're going to fail. And so these are some things that I struggle with in social anxiety. I was having cognitive distortion of, oh, something bad is going to happen. People are going to think of me in a bad way. And I just, yeah, never put myself in places where, I'd, you know, that I'd, I have to deal with that kind of anxiety. Yeah. So is that something you're recommending us to do? or It's something that I think we need to realize that we, we do have, and it's something that we need to face. And you talked about how, you know, we constantly maybe try to be vulnerable. And, you know, that's something that social anxiety specifically, it's hard um, because it's dealing with people and not everyone is not going to respond the way you want them to respond. And so, yes, I might have my meaning of, oh, this person doesn't like me or this think person thinks badly of me. It might be true, actually. You, you, you don't know. It it's actually might be a fact. And you may find that out, you know, eventually maybe. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this person does feel about me this way. But, you know, one thing that we need to learn is you can't control everybody. And you can't control life sometimes. Life just happens. And you can't just say like, oh, I'm just going to feel this way because I can't control it. Um, when we have anxiety, it's because we're not feeling that control in our life. And so the faster we learn that um, we can't control everything in our life, the faster that we'll find out that, okay, so how can we respond to this in a better way? Yeah. So I'm gl so glad that you're not giving us the recipe that, well, you just have to fight the anxiety. <laughs> and you're like telling us, hey, it will be there. Just acknowledge it. Yeah. And just face it. Yeah. And I, have, you know, it takes it takes a maturity to just somehow accept that other people might not like you. Yeah. And when you're young, you really want to be liked yep. and you really want to do everything right, especially you want to make your teachers happy, your parents happy. Yeah. And when you start facing this harsh criticism that we all as adults have to face, yeah. it's very hard. It's very painful. It is very painful. And I think one of the hardest things for young people is social media. You know, the social media presents things. You're supposed to look this way. You're supposed to have a life like this. And when you don't have it, you start thinking, oh, so if I don't have this, if I don't look like this, people are going to think badly of me. And that's why I think people do get social anxiety or depression and they don't want to go out and meet people because it's just easier to stay behind your phone. <laughs> or, um, and then sometimes you post things, you're like, you know, showing the best thing about yourself. But really, in reality, is that really who you are? And it could be something that you're just trying to be someone else. Yeah, that, that's very true. Um, 
as young people, um, we all have ha- faced that and we have gone through all the stages. Yeah. Now, as we're being a little bit older, we know that we don't have control over that. Yeah. And we, we just have to be ourselves because everybody else is taken, yeah. right? Yeah. And so we are who we are. Uh, we are always, I always say, masterpieces because God has created us in a certain way. Yeah. We just have to embrace it that we do not have control. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that. It is true. When you get older, it might get easier to learn, like, because all the experiences you have, like, oh, you don't have control in your life. Things just happen. But, you know, the younger that you learn it, it, it does make it easier. And so I would really strongly suggest um, the young people to learn right now, listen to us right now, to learn that you can't have control. And I love this quote right here, um, is that um, all you can control in life is how you respond to life. And that comes from a, um, a movie that I watched. It, it's a movie called Brian Banks, and it's based on a professional NFL player. And when he, had, when he was in high school, he was actually um, uh, put into jail for a crime that he didn't commit. He was falsely accused of sexually assaulting a girl, and he didn't do it. But he went to jail for it. And in jail, he, you know, struggled and he had a hard time, right? And he's like, why is this happening to me? But he learned in jail by a mentor and he, he heard this, uh, this quote, um, all you can control in life is how you respond to it. And so what he chose to do was, you know what? Either I could respond badly and retaliate and get into fights with everyone and just be mad about life, or I could have a better view and say, you know what? People may see me as a bad person, but I know what I did, and I know I didn't do it, and that I know that there's a there's going to be a way out of this. And he really believed that, and I, he had faith in God, actually. And what happened, actually, in the... I think it was um, his late 20s, he actually was able to be proved that he was not guilty. And he was able to um, get out. And he actually had a chance to go be a professional NFL player. And, you know, that's an amazing story, how he never gave up and he never let his life situation get to him. And so that's a prime example of how you can't control everything but how are you going to respond to it? And that's that's how we could really overcome this. Yeah, right. Um, I heard one time um, a quote that says, "We can't choose the music that it is played in, you know, in our world, <laughs> but we can choose how to dance to it." Uh, right. <laughs> so, right. so not not everything is according to your liking. Yes. Most of the time, uh-huh. is not according to your liking. But like, how do you respond to that? Yep. But you mentioned something very very important. You are talking about restoration because Mm. many times our anxiety also comes from feelings like guilt Mm. you know uh, feelings like jealousy yeah uh, some unresolved issues and you know we'll try to work on faces on anxiety but we still come with a baggage from the past as you said that we haven't faced it Mm -hmm. but there is a restoration you know you don't have to hurt all your life and there is mm-hmm. a way out of anxiety once you have anxiety it doesn't mean you have to stay with the anxiety for the rest of your life yeah. and maybe you can come out of it and then down the road something will happen to you, you can go back into it mm-hmm. and you might have moments like that but then you will be more equipped with uh, knowing that you can face it you can yeah. overcome it and yes. it will be easier every time when you're facing an anxious situation yeah so I think that um, one of the things that is important is anxiety is you know we can't avoid it but 
to be a prisoner of an anxiety is an option. It's a choice. So we have to make that choice. And I think that's where it, another answer to what you were saying earlier. You know, what happens when you try, you face your problems, and, you, you know, it kind of doesn't go well and keeps happening. You can still choose. And one of the things that I did in my life is one example is yes, I struggle with social anxiety and I didn't overcome it. Like one day I just woke up and yes, I'm great kind of thing. It took a process. And so I had to learn things, you know. So, for example, if I'm at a party, if I start feeling sweaty, anxious, and my heart rate's going up, I actually made a choice to step outside. And do a breathing exercise, you know, take a deep breath, inhale, and exhale slowly. And that took me a moment to just reset and to a moment to be aware of my thoughts. What am I going through? Accept it. And what can I choose to do? And so I chose to just, just relax for a bit and then retry again, go back inside. And so those are small things that we could take steps to choose. Um, how to cope with it. You know, sometimes we choose unhealthy coping strategies, but there's healthy coping strategies, you know. Um, so, just an exa- an example, unhealthy ones might be you might do drugs or drink alcohol to deal with anxiety. That's unhealthy coping strategy. But an example of healthy one would be maybe you should go exercise. You know, sometimes when I feel anxious or stressed, I go exercise, go for a run, or go to the gym, and that really helps me to reset. Stop the caffeine, and you have less likely a chance to develop yeah. panic attack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, if you eat junk food, it will be one of the triggers down the road in yeah. several years to it's make true. you even more anxious. So there are ways, certainly, that we can help ourselves to face mm-hmm. this big monster, yeah. anxiety. Thank you. And that's the music. So we're going to go ahead and go to the last break of today's program. Uh, if you're on Guam, call us at 671-472-1111 with any questions. That's 671-472-1111. In the CNMI, call us at 670-323-1113. That's 670-323-1113. Uh, send us a message via text, via WhatsApp, via Signal at 671-686-9999. That's 671-686-9999. It's free from the CNMI. And if you're tuned in on Facebook, just leave a message in the comment section below or send it to us via Messenger and we'll get back to you. Don't go anywhere. Total Health Live. We'll be right back. This is Joy FM with another word made fresh. Jeremiah 29, 13. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. It was play hide and seek. Yes. One, two, three, four, five. Even when six, kids hide, seven, they ultimately eight, want to be found. Ten. Ready or not, here I come. When they seek, they want to discover. Where are you? How hard are you seeking God? How much do you want to be found? God, it's me! Keep looking. There you are! Oh, <laughs> you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Jeremiah 29 13. Another word made fresh on Joy FM. 
Joy FM, and we're back. family Morning friendly radio. JoyFMRadio.net. Number to call in Guam is 472-1111. If you're in the seat of mind, the number to call is 323-1113. Or you can text or WhatsApp us at 686-9999. Now back to the program. Hi, and welcome back to Total Health Live. My name is Rose Trina. Um, we only have a few minutes left of today's show, so we're just going to jump right back into it. Yes, me and Xion were trying to give some, you know, tips of how you can face anxiety in a less painful mm-hmm. way. And I found that one of the top one for me, at least, is just to challenge this critical voice inside of my head mm. and not to be a victim of my own thoughts and feelings. This is very difficult. It takes kind of a lifetime yeah. to learn how to face it. <laughs> and especially this negative self-talk um, mm-hmm. inside of you. It's like number one priority, really, to challenge it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I think that that is a number one problem. But, you know, um, when you're able to overcome it, it's such a great thing. And I know I've experienced it. But the thing is, it's not a one-time thing. It's a continual learning experience. So, yeah, but... It is such a great experience when you can overcome it, yeah. And also, uh, like a restful mind, mm-hmm. uh, it's more, it's easier for such a mind to overcome anxiety than for somebody that's sleep deprived, right? Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, sleep is a huge thing. If you don't get enough sleep, you're gonna struggle with many things. I mean, I mean, you could say health problems, but especially mental health. You know, um, that's one of the high reasons of people having depression, anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I don't know what to do, and it's like uh, you know, those anxious thoughts are just looming into my mind, and right. I don't know what to. Do. I go to sleep, right. and when I wake up in the morning, kind of having like a reset of my thoughts. I'm like, oh, it's not that scary. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's you know, when you're going to bed, you think of everything that's happened that day, or um, and then future worries. You know, that's that's when you start thinking stuff. Countries that are about to attack King Jehoshaphat's people, and it's God's people. And King Jehoshaphat, you know, you think at this moment he would be in high stress, high anxiety, and he would just freak out. <laughs> he just he would be like, I don't know what to do, and panic. But the first thing he does is he he talks to God and he prays, and he actually says to God, "Look, I don't know what to do." But I choose, remember we talked about choice, I choose right now at this moment to look at you. And God actually gives him an answer. And, um, you know, I just want to tell everyone on the radio that God says, you know, if you ask, you shall receive. And so God did give him an answer, King Jehoshaphat, an answer. And what God told King Jehoshaphat was to just basically just don't do anything. He says, this is my battle. I'll fight for you. You just be still and know that I'm going to work out everything for you. And the story goes where um, the uh, King Jehoshaphat and his people really didn't have to do anything. All they did was they prayed, looked at God, and God took care of it because the next day they went over uh, to see or actually to approach where the enemies were and they were all dead. Wow. And God took care of them and God took care of the situation. Um, and so there was a victory that day, but it wasn't through what King Jehoshaphat did, but what God did for them. So this is a lesson that we can learn is, you know, we could panic all we want, but the number one thing that we could do is look at God and to remember that God's taking care of us. And that will give us a sense of peace and rest. And God is someone that can completely 
sympathize, empathize with us. Yeah. And he's someone that's like, hey, I got you. I know how you feel. I know yes. how to take care of you. Yeah. We have to just let out of this control, trying mm-hmm. all the time to maintain it, but let out of control and let God rule in our lives. Yeah. I uh, talked to um, Costa Rican people. They're, they're considered to be the happiest nation in the world. Oh, one uh, of the happiest, of course, um, narratively, but studies shows different thing. Okay. When I asked them why you're all the time happy, they said, oh, it's very simple. We have, um, you know, one statement. If you have a problem and you can solve it, then you don't have a problem. Uh, right? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. And, but if you have a problem and then you cannot solve it, then it's not your problem. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so they are all one. the time happy. Okay, That's if we a have a problem, one. we cannot <laughs> deal with that. And I think if we have a problem, we are losing control. We cannot yes. do anything about it. Mm-hmm. We can let God take over. He knows how to take care of it. Yeah. Even he, he knows how to take care of it, even when we are in control. Yeah, it's true. Wow, that's a really good one, actually. I think that we just really need to learn that we can't be in control of everything. And I like what you said, how Jesus, or yeah, Jesus understands us. And to be honest with you, I didn't know this before, but Jesus actually went through a really high anxiety when he came down to earth to save us. And when he became man, he went through a lot of stressful moments. He went through a lot of anxiety, especially before he went on the cross and to die for us. What well, even especially on the cross, but you know, there's a moment where in Garden Gethsemane, where he's praying to his father in heaven, and he's really in high stress because he knows what's gonna be, what's gonna happen next. You know, to die on that cross, and he was so anxious, but he still chose to look at his father and, and to God and say that I trust you. And that's the same thing that we could do. And that that's what you could say. This problem is actually not pro- my problem. I can't, I can't resolve it. So God, please help me. And that's when we could really trust God and give it to him. And even God says in the Bible, in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious for anything. Yes. Uh-huh. How much trouble we can save ourselves if we just leave that burden to God. Yep. He said, do not worry. Look yep. at the fields, you know, the flowers. Do they know how to dress? And I put <laughs> those wonderful colors on them. How much more, how precious you are. You're more precious even than the sparrows out there that, yeah. uh, you know, uh, they don't even plant and they don't even harvest their food. Yeah. God knows how to provide. He has millions. Mm-hmm ways of us helping us and the moment you overcome an you know an anxious situation your uh, zone of comfort increases and the bigger your zone of comfort is the more situations you can face and yeah. more resilient you will become yeah and it is very important but before we become very strong we need to really be very weak mm-hmm. yeah and so listener you're worth being well and you're worth a full night of sleep. You're worth being loved and loving others. And you're most certainly not alone. Mm. So often we're told that something is broken inside of us. Mm. We're given a diagnosis or an insurance code or a label. But that's not the whole story. In fact, many of the things we believe about anxiety are half truths. There are so many myths and complete myths at worst. No matter what you've fa- uh, been told or you're facing, there is healing and there is hope for you on the other side of anxiety. Mm, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that gives that, that gives me hope. <laughs> when you read that, I was like, that's beautiful. Yeah. Right. So it re- really gives me hope that a mental health professional has 
felt a lot of anxiety had mm. to dealt with it uh, himself yeah. and uh, that would be so wonderful when patients can come and talk to you because you will really understand them yeah no for sure and you know I know you mentioned it slightly but yeah I'll be working at the Grom SDA clinic and if you if any of you guys are struggling with anxiety or even depression you're definitely you know, welcome to come and see me at the clinic, you know, and we have other providers too at the clinic. Um, and so definitely don't wait, you know, the more you wait, it gets harder. And so there's people, especially providers, um, and, you know, we could vouch for this, Elena, you know, we could say there's providers at the clinic that you we, you could relate to. Yeah, and we're willing to be there for you guys. And yeah. we are vulnerable. Yeah. We, are, we are who we are with all our past troubles, yeah. you know, facing them, working through them, yep. uh, going forward. Um, Sean, we will continue talking about anxiety. We have a few more minutes, but I would like to use the opportunity that we can greet uh, Dr. Robinson. Yeah. Dr. Michael Robinson, he has his birthday today. <laughs> and uh, we are so proud to have him as our director of the SDA clinic and as well he also have been on the radio show he have been a host here for so many years uh, I told him I'm gonna greet him uh, during the radio <laughs> show he was like oh no no okay <laughs> but I told him I'm gonna go ahead and sing for Dr. Robinson happy birthday and she'll now ask you to join me oh, in okay. that that's an anxious moment right to <laughs> yeah, sing in the is. radio uh, but we're venturing because right. we are really uh, vulnerable I'll, I'll we're not even music right <laughs> okay Rose Trina please Please join me too. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Dr. Robinson. Happy birthday to you. Many more. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> Dr. Robinson, that was specially for you. And uh, thank you so much for giving us the opportunity that we can talk um, to our audience and we can deal with some serious problems just like anxiety. And um, since we have Sean here, and this is his first time in our radio, uh, Sean, would you promise us that we'll deal with many more topics on mental health because everybody needs help there? Yeah, for sure. I'll love to come back and speak again. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Rostrina. Um, we are open for any questions. If anybody would like to ask us questions, Sean will be here. A few more minutes, but also in the clinic. Uh, feel free to open up. Feel free to come forward. Don't deal with it by yourself. Nobody is an island, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody's Guam. Nobody's mm -hmm. an island. Mm -hmm. We all need some help. And the more you connect and the more you are yourself, the easier it will get. Mm -hmm. We would like to use this time to say thank you to our listeners. Uh, we really hope that these um, these programs help you. Um, we love to hear from you, as Elena said, so we invite you to call us. Maybe not now, because we won't be able to address it in today's um, program, but call us sometime. Also, stay tuned, because right after this, we are going to go into more programming. Total Health Live is on every Wednesday from 5 to 6 p.m., so we look forward to seeing you again next week. 
Be sure to check with your doctors before making any sudden life changes discussed today. Total Health is brought to you in partnership with Guam Seven-Day Adventist Clinic, where health is their mission. We look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Thank you and Sijuas Masi for listening to Total Health right here on Joy FM.